Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is Quinspiracy, and yes, I, I am still doing these. Yes, I'm Anthony Quinn, all that kind of stuff, and I do what I have coming back. He just did one a couple episodes ago, but we, we loved him so much that we had him come right back. He's right back. And since he's a science guy who thinks, um, you know, he thinks he knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a conspiracy, everybody. Chris Carfaro. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Very, uh, very excited. Had a blast last time. How'd and, I do on the uh, name? What's that? How'd I do on the name? Oh, perfect. It was like butter coming out of your mouth. I'm topping myself out for that, bitch. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, baby. Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fucking saying that for hours, dude, in the mirror. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, it's so really. funny. It's so funny because my family, my immediate family, all pronounce it Carfaro, and then um, aunts and uncles Carfaro. It doesn't matter at Carfaro. the end of the day. It's all hey. the same stuff. Hey, you could call me Carfaro. You might as well call me a fig. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what my uh, brothers call me, so I feel right at home now. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of that. Um I oh, actually, great. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm going to share about this on our podcast because it's part of my comedy thing, and this is a comedy podcast. Um, I actually did an appearance, my first appearance as, um, well, my, my sister channeled through me. I have this, um, the comedy scene has driven me so crazy that I actually had to channel uh, a character. Um, oh, yeah. It's my sister, Aida Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, some people could say, hey, Anthony, you're just dressing like a woman. Go fuck yourself. And I would say to them, you're a homophobic piece of shit. There you go. Yeah, now you can just start throwing out slurs like it's your job. I know you've been looking for an excuse to do that. Well, that's what I said. Talk about bulletproof, bitch. You out of your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you a clip. <laughs> yeah, now if you go to jail, you can go to the woman's jail and you finally have a captive audience of women. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, actually, you don't want to go to the woman's jail, dude. It smells like tuna fish in that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like yeah, kind, I hate tuna. Like the kind you don't want to eat, dude. <laughs> it smells like, ooh, that garbage has to go out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I actually had, I would say, one of the best sets ever. Um, in my, I've been back about six years now. Um, and I've been hitting it hard. When I say one of the best sets ever, I'm saying like out of hundreds, if not thousands of sets. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I mean, the reaction I got from people was just so crazy. And, um, the more I think about it, the more it's like, you know, I'm, I'm this like, you know, it started because my friend couldn't book a woman. He couldn't find a woman for, for his date. He needed a woman on, on, on the on the, the show, and I said, what, do I have to dress in drag for you to book me? And he said, would you? And, <laughs> and then he started uh, thinking about it and talking about it, and I have this uh, friend of mine, Jason Scott. He's gay, but I don't, you know, I don't have, he doesn't have to be. <laughs> you don't hold that against him. <laughs> and he is like, he is obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race. So once I told him, he was like, oh, shit. He emailed the dude. He said, "We're doing it." He gave the name. He he. It's his his his. The, the idea for the name was his, and basically, you know, um, it was the first time he did it. But he went dressed me up. Him and my girl, my girlfriend, um, came by. Wore her dress. <laughs> <laughs> I wore her bra. 
She had implants. It was very, it was, honestly, dude, it was probably, if not the funnest night I've ever had in comedy, definitely one of them. Top That's five. awesome. Funnest That's also one ever. of those things where it's like you let go completely and you're just so much freer that you, you, you just kind of let the night come to you. We were talking before the call about like just kind of being in the moment. Yeah. To me, that's like the embodiment of being in the moment. You just kind of allow yourself to be a silly goose, and you know you crush it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Very happy yeah. For you. Yeah. And you know, um, you know, like I was saying is like I'm this like 50 year old, gonna be 50, right? Um, and you know, I'm like this. I'm a dad. You know, I, I kind of got like dad vibes to people. Like, hi everybody, I'm Anthony Quinn. Like, some people see me as that, like some corny white dude. Yeah, sure. But now, even if I never do that again, the fact that I did it one time changes everything. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. People probably didn't even know that you had that in you. That's what I'm saying. And like, like some a couple people contacted me. What are you out of the closet now and shit? And I'm like. <laughs> No, no, um, but, you know, if, if you're asking me that, sounds like you're wishing I was. <laughs> you, you finally came out as funny? <laughs> yeah, that's it, man, that's it. Um, and that's, that's the thing, dude, is, like, I, I have a girlfriend. I, I don't care about that kind of stuff. The thing is, dude, I'm an only child, too. I love the attention. Oh, yeah, I for like sure. the attention. And I'm telling you, I'm going to start marketing it. I'm going to be getting booked. I'm already, I'm going to do, I'm going to talk to the woman at the Rhino. They do a comedy contest every, every, um, every, the first of every month. I did it last week and I've done it a million times. I've never won. I've, I've placed, got to the, you know, semifinals and stuff. And I always get upset because, um, a lot of times I'll be out in the first round because people bring their families. You know what I'm sure. saying? They bring their families, and the other night, I, I pretty much had a great set. You know, I, 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 I'm not going to say I killed. I did very well, okay? It's four minutes. It's hard to kill for four when it's four minutes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So You can't develop. Well, it was four minutes. I had a really good four minutes, and I, I was third in my group. There was like four people in my group. I was third. The voting, I was third. Because they do like computer voting on people's phones. But this one dude came from the city and brought all these people. You know? Right. So I was against him. So now I'm going to do it as Aida on um, on June 2nd. And who cares if I lose? And exactly. If, if You're I not lose, losing. It's Aida that's losing. No, but I'm saying that if I lose, <laughs> they're a bunch of homophobes. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is a golden chainmail armor. It just it changes everything, dude. It changes right. everything. Like this one woman at work. We we're friends, but like I sent her that. I sent her the picture that night, and she was like, "Oh my god, I was expecting it to be so much worse." She's like, you're beautiful. She's like, I love this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and now, like, she's an older woman, too. And now when I see her at work, she's, like, got a little extra smile towards me. There you go. Maybe you found a new girlfriend. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. It's just the thing is, is, like, I think there's people, you know, and this is one of the reasons why... I don't mind talking about this on our podcast because I didn't even know all the shit down south was going on with the trans stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's so much to pay attention to. It's hard to keep track. Because I don't pay attention to shit. I sit around and watch stuff about how space is fake. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, we got stuff to talk about about that too. Holy, I'm God. ready. We I'm got we got in. stuff to talk about science in general. Um, but since we're talking about this trans thing, I mean, it's part of the whole. It's part of the whole thing. It's part of the whole. You know, you can say conspiracy chat because what happens is, is the powers that be, like the Republicans or whatever, however, whoever the fuck you want to call them, they always go after the gays. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like when it's when it's election time or it's time to get somebody elected or it's time to get a bill passed or anything, they always go after the gays and they pray, they they tap into people's homophobia. It happens all the time. It's been happening since forever. Um and that's what's going on down south. That's what's going on down south. So I had no idea about any of that stuff. So I'm like the day before somebody's like, "Whoa, like what you're doing is kind of a statement. And I'm like, uh, mm. <laughs> statement for what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's a statement, but I mean, like people are saying, I guess, I guess, um, somebody, there was somebody in a bathroom. There was like, uh, oh, oh, and this happened yet. This is so crazy that this happened yesterday. I work in a hotel and there was two, two, two people. The one person looked like they both were looked like men, young men. So I see them going into the ladies' room, and sometimes people get confused about where the bathrooms are. So I said, "Hey, that's the ladies' room," and she goes, "Oh no, 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 we're women." And I said, "Oh, we identify as women." She said, "I said, oh, okay." So then I was like, oh, shit, is she going to be crazy when she comes out and think I'm this or that? I was getting ready to show her the picture because just the night before, I was in drag. So I was going to be like, listen, bitch. Between you and me, I'm also a woman. Yeah. You want to see this, the marks on my dick from the duct tape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was no duct tape, right? Get that. Stop. Stop. Relax already, Chris. <laughs> you, you have a natural pouch just tucks back in. There was no duct tape. I just wore <laughs> fucking underwear for once. Okay, relax. <laughs> hey, man. Silence of the Lambs is one of my favorite movies. I can see you as a Buffalo Bill. Uh, would you fuck me? Uh, but uh, so anyway, so they go in there, and she comes out, and she goes, "Oh no, 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 it's okay." Uh, you know, I identify as a woman, and I go, but the, but him, and she goes, she goes, no, he identifies as a woman too. And listen, my man, the 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 one, the one dude looked like it was a chick trying to be a dude. Okay, when I looked at it, it could have been, I could have believed that that it was a woman, like you know, transform, like uh, doing a transformation into a man. But they said that they were both women, so it, I don't really care that much. But the one guy was not dressed up at all. Like, yeah, to me, do what you want, but you got to put a little effort into it. I mean, if you so this is the thing. <laughs> they went into the women's room. Right. So I said that to her. I said, I said, but but he she goes, oh no, he dressed uh, identifies as a woman too. And I'm like, you know, it's just more than that. And the thing is, I don't know if they understand that they're hurt. If they really believe in this, they're hurting it. Yeah, exactly. And also, it's one of those things where it's like. To the average person who works, you know, so many hours every single week and doesn't pay attention to all this stuff, uh, someone who looks like they would be a man says that they identify as a woman, 
but then have their pronouns as he, him. Like, you expect that person to use the right phrasing when they're talking to them? No, it's very confusing, even for people whose fingers are on the pulse. So, so you know, the, it's weird. Dude, <laughs> it's a weird the thing time. Is, man, it's like it's just like it's just like if you're doing a diet, right? I'll I'll, I'll do it like this. Like, if have you ever have you ever done like a vegan diet? No, never vegan. I'm right. too much of a meat eater. All right, so I, I've done a vegan diet before, right? So when you do a vegan diet, everyone and now people are way more. Um, you know, uh, accepted a lot more accepting of it than they used to be. I did it 20 years ago. Sure. And, oh, yeah. And it was great. I lost a lot of weight and stuff. And maybe even more than 20 years ago. Let's, let's, let's just say 20, okay? For the sake of the fucking story, Chris, don't get All crazy. Right. I'm locked in. <laughs> but so, like, when I would people, we would be eating and people would want to know what I was ordering before they even ordered Right. They wanted to know what I, before I. What are you gonna eat? And it's like, why are you worried about what I'm gonna eat? You know. And then people would say stuff to you, like, "Oh, how could you do this? How could you do that?" And it's because I'm trying to do something for myself. Yeah, and you're not hurting anybody else. You're just like. Yeah. Working on your own your own self, so and it has yeah, nothing to do that. with anybody else but me. Right. Now I would assume that when you're when you feel like you're a woman trapped in a man's body, I would feel it's the same thing. Yeah, I've never heard it put that way, but it makes a lot of sense for sure. You're the one that's going through this every day, man. You know? Now there's people that do stuff for malicious reasons all the time. There's people that cut you off in traffic because they're an asshole. They don't have anywhere to go. They're just cutting you off. <laughs> they don't have yeah. a reason for anything. So, like, one trans person, or says that they were trans, um, you know, uh, they, they acted weirdly towards a child in a bathroom. And that's terrible. But it Wait. doesn't mean you outlaw people being able to do what they want to do you know like it, we, we don't pass laws about garments <laughs> yeah i mean we we did when we were uh, in covid put those masks on but yeah i understand what you're saying come out with your back. dress <laughs> take the dress off and put your hands on your head queer <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think we should just all be wearing dresses cut out all that confusion Dude, you know? I mean, you know, listen, man, I, you, you're not going to, in a one conversation, we're not going to solve the fucking problems of the world, you know? But the reality is, is, you know, my if, if, if it was the person whose kid it was, if they're the ones that are pissed, I absolutely understand. Sure, yeah. I wasn't there, I didn't see what happened, but because one person, you know, does this, and honestly, I'll tell you the truth. I think if you're a if you're a man dressed up like a woman, you should probably still use the men's room. Yeah, I think even for convenience sake. I mean, I worry about all of these men who are dressing up like women. The urinal is the most convenient way to go to the bathroom. They're going to make them sit down now. I think yeah. they should use the men's room. I mean, you know, <laughs> what I'm saying is like like. So, uh, but personally, I can't identify with that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I yeah, don't yeah. want to be a woman, so I can't understand why they want to use the the woman's bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So, 
it's 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 it, it is a hot topic. You know, it is a hot topic. But to like say you're gonna arrest people or make it illegal is you know is is crazy. It's crazy. I don't know, Quinn. You're dragging me into some deep waters right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's cool. Um, listen, I'm not fighting for anybody's rights. Okay, I'm not. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just saying is is from like and from the outside looking in, it's just very crazy situation. Um, I watched a, an over an hour of fucking RuPaul's Drag Race the other night. <laughs> uh, you you've changed, man. You, no, I watched it because I had the, I had the appearance the next day. Yeah, you're doing research. I ha- I was doing research. My friend I said, can appreciate that. Look up I can Drag appreciate Race. That. Look up Drag Race. Look up the compilations. Um, look up the best of best of. It was like a mojo best of, and you know, like. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be hanging with drag queens. They have a whole different thing going on, you know. But it was definitely funny. You oh know? yeah, it was definitely funny. They're like, "Girl, you got a sugar daddy." No, I don't have a sugar daddy, but I can get a sugar daddy. And it was just, I was like, "When are they gonna start punching each other?" I wanted them to start punching each other. Oh. <laughs> uh. RuPaul's Cage Match. That's a show I'd watch. I was thinking, man, maybe we should do drag drag boxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, bitch, you knocked my eyelash off. Now you're going to get it. Speaking of, I, uh, I'm right now, I love MMA. All, all sorts of types of MMA. But the different, um, like, leagues and stuff, they just get so crazy. There's, like, basketball, MMA, and, like, 15 on one fights and stuff like that but i was watching this there's Russian not basketball mma you're just joking right swear to god there's basketball mma it's insane that the leagues are getting too crazy is what i'm saying it's it's crazy Everyone but i'm um, trying to find their niche how is it how i'm sorry so anyway finish what you were saying we'll get back to basketball mma go ahead oh so uh i was watching this russian women's mma league and basically it's it's just they get they try to get the hottest women try to sex it all up, and then have them go out and fight. And the UFC, some of the women fighters are, are some of the best uh, martial artists I've ever seen. One of the best fights I've ever seen of all time took place in the women's division. So, like, not saying that they're not athletes, but this Russian league, they literally fight, like, a high school hot chick. You know, her uh, geek she's been bullying has had enough, and they're just throwing hammer fists at each other. Literally in the corner, in between rounds, the corner man was reapplying fake eyelashes onto the girl. And that's when I was like, all right, this isn't really MMA. This is just a beauty pageant with fists. Yeah, I mean, um, what, what it comes down to is is uh, the, the people, the, the leagues that you watch, and I'm going to ask you more about the MMA thing because I'm curious about it. Um, sure. What that comes down to is it's a passion for them. It's like their life's thing. They work every day. They train hard. The, the, the Russian, whatever you saw, they're just trying to be entertainers. Oh, yeah, 100%. They're trying, 100%. That's like WWE MMA, you know. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Well, all kinds of good points and analogies, huh? Well, are you yeah. are you surprised? <laughs> I am. This this whole I eat a biscuit thing. I think it's really working for you. It's it's <laughs> cleared up a lot of space in that brain. <laughs> <laughs> um. So all right. So that's the thing. So you're always going to have the 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 niches. I actually saw a thing on Kimbo Slice the other day 
Uh, oh yeah. I started watching. I had seen it before. I think. What do you think about him? Excuse me. I just I just uh, had to sneeze. What were you saying? Um, I saw about Kimbo Slice. How much you know about Kimbo Slice? So I don't know too too much. I know basically he was like this legendary street fight guy. Um, you know, undefeated would just maul guys. And then he got a few opportunities, but because like the UFC promotion is it's basically a hype machine, right? Although sometimes the guys who are the best get shots in the UFC. A lot of times it's just people with a lot of hype coming from different leagues. They're more likely to get on than, you know, someone who's just been kind of grinding it out. Hey, what does that remind that does, you of? Uh, everything. <laughs> you know? Reminds you of comedy, doesn't it? A hundred percent. I mean, it's entertainment first, basically. So people with a built-in audience, they're going to get a lot more opportunities than someone who doesn't have that audience. It's just the way it is. That doesn't necessarily mean that's always going to be the case. doesn't necessarily mean that that person with a low audience isn't going to do extremely well. It's just the way it is. And what are you going to do, you know? Well, when it comes down to it, most of the time, promoters, I keep saying when it comes down to it, <laughs> but, but a lot of times, like, the promoters are just, you know, I hate to say it, but they're dirtbags. It's not that, it's kind of like they have to be dirtbags because it's all about the bottom line for them. It's about trying yeah. to keep it going, keep the next show going, ratings. Now, that's an excuse a lot of the times, but sometimes it is true. Yeah, and I also think it comes down to, especially now in like the comedy thing, um, it's, it's more when you have a, a lot of Instagram followers, let's say. It's an indicator that they're um, not going to be someone who might you know, uh, upset a lot of people. So you're going with the safe pick when you have someone with like a lot of followers and it's just because I, I feel like a lot of wow, these people don't have I never I never thought of that sure I, I, I mean I they have so there's so many shows that they have to book I doubt that they can look at every single tape that comes their way so instead they're just going to be like okay this guy's got a hundred thousand followers I'm going to give him a shot rather than someone with a thousand followers well, this, you is, know? this is this is the thing is though uh, Instagram and Facebook do nothing for comedy attendance like, nobody comes to comedy shows from Instagram and Facebook promotion. Very few people. Well, I feel like if you have that many people and you put out a poster for a show, right? Out of, it, let's say, each comic, like, 10 or 1%, let's say, of their uh, Facebook or Instagram following is going to come out to that show for 1,000 people, right? That's 100 different uh people if i'm doing that math correctly yeah and no that's 10 percent. yeah i'm just saying dude is that like <laughs> in, in, unless you're like under two years under a year in comedy then people are excited they'll come out but after like once any, i'm not trying to be a douche but you have to contact people yourself i'm saying oh, yeah. like, from general like 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 ads like posting up the shows nobody comes Nobody comes because there's so many posts. You have to actually message them in their messenger, in their Facebook thing. That's how yeah. I started um, doing it for the, the mic I do on Tuesdays. I don't do it for everything, but I just do it for the mic I do on Tuesdays. Some people get pissed, but what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, and that's um, also like the good and the bad of the internet. You can get so much more content out to everybody, but also they have all the content and the comfortable comfortability of their own home, so they're not as likely to come out. So it's like a good give and a take. Yeah, I mean, I would say, dude, you just, you just, we, we just all have to keep doing what we're doing. You know, do what you do. Get get up every day 
and, and, and be honest with yourself. What is it that you think can fucking really help you? I don't think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people just hit a bunch of buttons. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably true. They just hit a bunch of buttons, and it's like, dude, I mean, Wojo, the other night for a show, had a big dinosaur costume. He was outside <laughs> in the street with a big dinosaur costume, and he got five people to come. Oh, barking outside? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to do it, right? With a big dinosaur. I told him, I said, dude, I'll do whatever. You book me, I'll do whatever show. He's got other, he's got a big baby one. All these big, like, inflatable. I said, I'll do that. Are you crazy? <laughs> of course. Yeah, you know? anything I mean, to get the asses in the seats. What else am I going to do? I've bombed in front of so many people at this point. Who cares? Right, exactly. You know, I've had, I've been, I've, I've never been kicked out of a show, but... I've had people that probably wanted to kick me out of a show. <laughs> I wish yeah. I could kick that fat guy out, that piece of shit. Um, all right, so let me ask you real quick about um, the MMA. So, so we talked about the MMA thing. And um, what – so we have UFC, right? The thing about UFC is um, I was a fan. I've like like, you know, more like back in the Silva days – more like sure. back like when there was like um when like the big guys used to fight the little guys and there was no weight classes and shit. Oh yeah, very early on. Like the first UFCs when it was a tournament. Yeah, I mean that was that was hardcore. And then Oh yeah, for a, sure. After that, like developing um the whole thing after that and everything I've seen it develop, but it's been pretty cool. But now it's to the point where it's just like anything else, Chris. The bigger it gets, the more the more shitty it is. You know? The more, yeah. like, the more people like it, the more popular it gets. That wasn't the best way to put it. But the more liquidated it gets, the more, um, you know, less hardcore it gets. <laughs> so I, I agree and I disagree. I think that um, obviously when you had open weight class tournaments and you had guys like... Uh, oh, I'm like, not saying okay. they should still have that. Yeah, I'm not saying they should still have that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, not, that's insane. That's not what I'm... No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm saying that that was interesting to me. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Right. No, I, I, when they had Silva and stuff, they, they were doing the 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 all the, the weight classes. Up. I saw all the weight class stuff, too. Um, right. With them, what's so, his, actually, go ahead. now that you bring Silva up, what, what I was going to say before is that uh, the reason why I think it's the best it's ever been, I mean, uh, Dana White with the contract negotiations for some of these fighters, it really screws them over because it caps how much they can make. They can't wear the sponsorships on their uh, shorts anymore, he's so that also caps different types of stuff. I just don't like stuff. the guy. Anyway, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, he seems like a, like a shady he's dude, a mob but guy. I don't he's know a, it's, it's, it's a mob-owned operation. Anyway, go ahead. So, um, with the introduction of guys like Anderson Silva and George St. Pierre, their success and the amount of uh, money that they started making, it was like a transition period when you had great martial artists, but they weren't necessarily like the best athletes in the world. But now because MMA has become so popular, instead of just having the best martial artists, you're having athletes who are literally some of the most athletic people on the entire face of the earth. Okay. So what focusing you're, on MMA. So what you're saying is okay, this is this is good. So what you're saying is is that um, the fluffy aesthetic value of it has kind of um, you know, taken a beating, but the actual product has gotten better. Yeah. So in in days past it was it was guys like that couldn't make it in football or something like that. They're like, all right, well, I'm not, 
you know, going to focus on a day job. I can't do that. So now I'm going to train to be a fighter because I don't really know what else to do. But now kids are growing up saying, I want to be a mixed martial artist. So the athlete who may have just tried to go for the NFL the past, like 10 years ago is now making, um, you know, the UFC his North Star. Yeah, and that's that. That was another like WWE type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and that's like Kimbo Slice was a dude that that couldn't make. He, um, he tried to like uh, make it in football. He was a very highly recruited football um, high school player, and then like the last year of his high school, uh, the um, there was a big hurricane where he lived down south, and it like okay. ruined his high school, and they canceled the football year, and that kind of like. He derailed. He tried to, you know, he went to, to college. He couldn't hack it. He got a scholarship to the University of Miami, which is, you know, I mean, Miami University. That's like one of the biggest sports schools in the world. Yeah, sure. What was that in the 90s, fucking, too, when they were the U? Fucking hurricanes, man, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, that's pretty ironic, right? A hurricane ruins your life and you get, you get a scholarship to... The, yeah. <laughs> well, um, they don't call them the Kansas Hurricanes, that's for sure. But I guess he only lasted a month there. I don't know. You know, maybe they wanted him to read. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that does not reflect Chris Carfaro's belief system. Anyway, I'm sure Kimbo No, but when you read. see the guy, he's like this big, huge guy. He's got, like, fucked up teeth and shit. So, I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> that does not. Don't disclaimer my podcast. <laughs> hey, I don't know. You talk about some wild stuff on here. I can go far, but I don't know how far we're going. No, 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 no. No, I don't talk about wild stuff. I'm, about wild I'm stuff. messing around. I'm um, messing around. Uh, so, no, so, so the dude, I thought, I actually thought it was cool. I love Kimbo Slice. So, he actually, um, he had this friend from school, whatever, that was like a, a guy that made pornos. And uh, they were like best friends. And then they hooked up. He was like a night. He was like, um... Uh, uh, you know, uh, doing like uh, uh, bouncer stuff, and he was like washing cars during the day. So he started working for this guy, driving the whores around. And <laughs> so, I, did I say whores? I meant um, a uh, 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 female uh, porno actresses. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. Oh, I thought you meant sluts. <laughs> I wasn't sure. That was a little bit of miscommunication. Driving drug addicts around. There we go. Okay, that's better. There you go. <laughs> Wait a minute, buddy. Um, but but so then his friend said, I don't know what happened. I, I don't. There was some guy that got out of prison and he was supposed to be a badass. So they went and they challenged him. They started having fights where he would challenge people, and he started beating people up. And then they started filming them. So like he would go into a neighborhood and find out who the toughest guy was in the neighborhood, like on the street. And it was crazy because this guy got out of prison, and he was like this tough big guy, and. Kimbo Slice started kicking his ass, and the guy was like, no, no, man, no. <laughs> and it's pretty crazy stuff. I mean, the dude is, he's beating the shit out of people. I mean, they're nobodies. Um, and honestly, Kimbo Slice has, um, that was the beginning of, like, um, like when stuff was going viral. And yeah. And that whole thing, like, he he has his place in there. He was one of the ones that really, um, that benefited from that whole boom. Oh, yeah. And the thing about Kimbo Slice that I always find very interesting, like, obviously, YouTube legend That's didn't pan saying. out in the UFC. Huh? Right? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I think by that time he was probably a little worn out and a little too old. Oh, for sure. I mean, he started when he was pretty pretty old as well. I mean, like, the guy had no hair, you know? Um, but not, not saying anything against you, Anthony. 
Whoa! <laughs> you piece of shit. I'm going to put my wig on right now. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You're you, a different woman now. You don't want to talk to Aie. And that's my that's my thing when, when people say, are you are you gay? I'm like, no, bitch. I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm straight as hell. I fuck dudes. <laughs> <laughs> no, faggot. I'm a woman. <laughs> there you go. Um, anyway. Um, but what I was saying about Kimbo, right? So he doesn't really make it in the UFC. But guys in that scene that basically he popularized i don't know if he necessarily made it by himself but he popularized it uh jorge masvidal a guy who had tremendous success in the ufc he came from that league uh got noticed got lots of money and now he started his own bare knuckle fighting league so it's like although the people who generate the popularity for a certain league, even if they can't transition into something, a lot of times they're just paving the way for other guys and like showing them what's possible. Do you watch bare knuckle? Do you watch bare knuckle stuff? Oh, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. I mean, I, I used to play all the sports. You know, I wrestled in high school and all that type of stuff, and. Now, for some reason, whenever I watch contact sports, I'm always cringing. Like, what if someone breaks their leg or, or something like that? So the bare knuckle is tough to watch. Mm, wow, because you have a heart. What, so have you ever tried you, um, uh, you, uh, MMA? You're no. still a young guy. You can probably give it a shot, no? Quinn, I was a research scientist. I needed my brain. A couple one-twos to the face wouldn't do very well for my career, you know? Whoa! He did it for his career. I could be a famous UFC guy, but I'm trying to save the world, you pieces of shit. Oh, no, no. I never said that I could. I just never wanted to. No, I'm know? with you. I'm with you. Um, I, we used to, when I would wrestle, we used to fuck around and do like, uh, like jujitsu type stuff and choke each other out, but that's about it. This dude, in high school, this dude, uh, there was this homeless guy that my friend was helping out, and I guess he was an ex-boxer. He taught my friend how to box. Oh, my, nice. My friend had nice success, and the guy started teaching me a little bit, but I just never liked getting punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. I could always punch someone in the face, but yeah, I don't really feel like getting punched in it's the face either. It's the nose thing. I just never wanted to break my nose. And then this, this <laughs> yeah. other friend of mine that boxed, like this other, like I started hanging with them, and I met this guy, and he's like, yeah, I don't really taste food anymore because I broke my nose like 10 times. <laughs> Damn. Like, Maybe that was all the coke he did. I'm like, you don't taste food? He's like, no. He's like, if it's really spicy, I do. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe this boxing thing isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. I like tasting my food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never really got, uh, you know, hit in the face, except one time I was at a bar, I, I got my nose broken because one of my friends got into an altercation with a guy, and I saw him getting ready to fight, so I pushed him away. And then I turned around to see who that guy was, and he just square dropped me right in the face. Wow. I fell right down. <laughs> Holy shit. I was just trying to break it up. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things. That's what I always tell my kids, too. I always, like, told my kids, listen, man, like, uh, you know, uh, like, like fighting, like, like, mano a mano fight and shit. Like, I said, no. I said, that's for cavemen. Yeah. You know, I said, what Quins do is we defend ourselves. Somebody comes at you. You have to fight, that's fine. But what I told him was, I said, if you do have to fight somebody, just make sure you get one good shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry about winning or anything like that. Just make sure you get one good shot and make sure everybody sees it. Because yeah. if you tell your kids not to fight anybody, 
then all the bullies are going to be beating them up all the time. Exactly. You know? Yeah, my, my dad would always tell us, you never start a fight, you only finish a fight. I didn't realize that finishing is the hardest part of the fight, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's So, all right, so let me ask you this real quick, then we're going to move on, because I am interested about this stuff, and I like to talk about what other people like, too, on this podcast. Um, sure. And, uh, you know, Dana White definitely has ties to, like, um, you know, UFC is, is owned by a casino, and, I mean, it's just, it's... It's so shady, like the ownership of the whole thing. But it yeah, is for Tita Brothers, I think. Yeah, but it is what it. I don't. That's the thing. I don't care enough about it to really know. <laughs> yeah, and they also just got, um, I think, lumped in with WWE's parent group. So like that, I know. If you want to talk about like a sports con- conspiracy, a lot of people are saying that a couple years ago they classified as entertainment, not sport. NFL did the same thing. I think it's some like sort of tax thing. It's probably for so, insurance too. Right. So I'm not too worried about that part, but then it's like when you see that combined with now the parent company of the WWE also owns the UFC. I don't say personally that some fighters like throw fights. I mean, if you step in there and you're willing to get punched in the face, if you're not trying your hardest, like that's a recipe for disaster. I don't think anyone's that crazy, but it is like okay, uh, if you wanted to say this, maybe the judges are going to be on it or the referees, you know. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the fighters. I don't necessarily agree with the corruption idea, but I've, I've heard that thrown around a lot. Dude, honestly, man, I have to hand it to the WWE. I can't believe that they're still around. And they're, yeah, for and, sure. And they're still as big as they've been. And they fired Vince McMahon, too. That was so awesome, too. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess he's still on. What, I'm sure he still makes plenty of money from it. But, um... You know, it's 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 a credit to them, and I'll tell you, I can't watch it. I haven't watched it since I was a little kid. One, basically, once it started coming on, I only watched it. I watched it when it was on like Saturday nights at midnight. You know, mm-hmm. when you used to have to like stay up to watch it. And once it started coming on, on on the major channels, and you know, I was not a, I was way out of it by the time they changed the name. When I watched it, it was WWF. Right. Um, that's what it was. And even that, like when you have to change your name to WWE. The transition, they just transitioned right into it, man. Mm-hmm. And um, they're still huge. They're still huge. Yeah. Um, I so- never really watched it growing up, um, but now I can kind of understand the allure of it. Uh, to me, it's like just action Broadway plays, you know? Oh, like, absolutely. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter that the outcomes are fixed and stuff like that. It's still entertainment. Like, you know, you know how the end of Hamlet goes. Right, it's but it's act. still an entertaining it's story. Just, yeah, it's just like like it's just like comedy. It's just like yeah, it's. I used to go to UFC in um in Philadelphia, and that nice. that was the shit. That honestly, <sighs> I was in my twenties, and my friend had second row seats. Wow. Um, we went after the big boom of the e- ECW. Like we went like the last year and a half. It was it was like up and running. Like the last year, it was year and a half. It was up and running, but we were on TV every other every week. We were like oh, right yeah, there, for sure. and it was just like you really saw. I mean, the Sandman would come out and pour beer in people's mouths, and it was just crazy, dude. <laughs> the whole place is going. New York sucks. Philly blows. New York sucks. It was just, and nobody hated each other. Right, it's no, just fun. Nobody was ready to fight, and uh, Sally would come out, and the whole place would go. You fat fuck. 
you fat fuck you and it was just so it was so great it was so great so and nobody with people weren't drunk it wasn't a party thing they were just there man they were there to have fun and and uh and and it was about the heat and the angles oh yeah and i i think honestly i think there is definitely um a way to do a good wrestling league and have great angles you know, I think they could do, they should be doing all kinds of different stuff. Anyway, so let me just ask you this question before we move on. What is another league besides UFC? What's another one that's respectable that you watch? Um, so I know Bellator, um, they're uh, probably like the second um, league down from the UFC. Uh, they're like one and two. Uh, they're pretty cool because they... Um, they're kind of like, I don't know if you follow Stalker at all, but the MLS uh, for the American League, they'll take a lot of the older, like, all-star, superstar-type players from around the world, and they'll give them a couple years to, you know, basically cash in on their name. Okay. Uh, so Bellator does that a little bit. But the cool thing about Bellator is they have the things called Grand Prix, where it's kind of like the old UFC where you had the open weight tournaments, except it's just a tournament at each weight. So um, it gives like a lot of the younger guys um, who are trying to prove themselves chances to win against a lot of the older guys who are already proven, maybe on the later stages of their career. Uh, it just makes for very interesting matchups. So they're pretty good. And what's the what's like some of the ones that are shitty? Uh, I mean, every other one. I mean, yeah, okay. The right. the cool thing about like and you know. I say it's cool because I take it as entertainment value. You could say the shitty thing because it also, um, you know, it damages the people who are involved with it. But, like, stuff like Ryzen, I think, in Japan, um, they had a lot of controversy about fixing matches and, uh, you know, ties to the Yakuza and all that type of shit. So it's like the further you get away from the UFC and out to these countries that will regulate any of these matches, um, like the different types of sporting commissions, um, you get some really, really weird stuff. Actually, now that we're on the conversation, I meant to bring this up earlier, but there's this one, it's an American league, it's called Street Beefs, and they basically just set up a wire fence in like a park with like kids playing on the playground next to it, and they just have people, you can just sign up, whoever you are, and have open fights. Um, my buddy from high school I actually played football with, he does uh, street beefs, and he's 4-0 right now. Wow. Uh, it's crazy. It's like the open mic scene of, of fighting. That's wild. It's insane. It, and these guys, some of them are just like brawlers who want to punch somebody, and then some of them are like ninja assassins. So it, it's crazy. I remember... Um, I remember uh, the Japanese, they used to have like all kinds of weird stuff where they dipped their hands and stuff. And oh yeah, the Japanese, especially Japanese and the Russians, they're all into those like oddity type fights. Like no, I they... saw, I think it was like a three hundred pound wimp woman like... versus like two ninety pound guys. It's all crazy. No, but it was stuff. like razor blade matches or something. Or what? They were like dipping. Their oh, maybe hands, dipping their hands in nails. Or I don't know some shit. I, I forget. Because there was a long, long time ago I interviewed R- Rob Van Dam. And, oh, wow. Uh, you know, and uh, I was 
I was trying to do this this wrestling uh, talk, like uh, kind of like a parody thing, like where I was I didn't believe in wrestling. I thought it was all fake, but I was just interviewing them, and I don't know. I was trying to do something a long, long time ago, but um, I remember talking to him about that. Like some, I forget what they call it. It was like these, um, just these these uh, the Japanese leagues, and just really hardcore. If oh, you- the the, sh- the shoe fighting. I don't remember what it was. I'm trying to remember here. I'm I'm. Uh, I guess you know all this like comedy information. All this comedy stuff has pushed all that useless information out. <laughs> I know you can only be autistic about so many things. Dude, it's my comedy, man. All these good bits in here, Chris. There's all these good bits in here, dude. That's a good thing about my brain is I've got a lot in there, but none of it's good, so I can toss it out whenever I need to. Yeah, yeah. Just leave whenever you want. That's what I say to all the information. Leave whenever you want. I don't care. Right. Um, all right, so so let's move on from this. So one of the reasons why sure. I like having Chris on this um, this podcast is because you know he does identify as a science scientist. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very loose uh, identity right now. And uh, you know I was watching this TED Talk thing, and they were talking about archaeology. What do you okay. know about archaeology? Um, so not too too much. Uh, I know obviously like what archaeology is and some of the different techniques they use to like date um, certain finds that they have. But as far as like new and changing evidence, I'm really not that big on it. Uh, I know Graham Hancock just came out with like a Netflix series that um, really brings into question a lot of ancient civilizations, which is pretty cool. Um, but in no way, shape, or form am I am I an expert on it. Oh no. Okay. So, but the thing is, is yeah. What you what, that thing is, it's so shady. It is it is, staged? It is so sh- archaeology. If you look into it, now if you're some dude that goes and digs and finds something somewhere, okay, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. I'm not. I'm not trying to say, hey, you're not working hard. I was in Machu Picchu digging for two years. Good, dude. I'm glad, man. That's what you're. That's your fucking job. That's what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not talking about your life decision. I'm talking about what you do with your fucking results, and what yep. they do with their results is ridiculous. When you look into it, the way that they judge things, the way that they date things, the way that they. It's however they want, dude. It's crazy. And then money yeah. comes into it. Netflix comes into it. Internet comes into it. YouTube comes into it. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I mean, you and I I know I brought this up a lot a lot in the last episode, but like think of all the stuff that just happened with our pharmaceutical industry, right? All these outside influences bringing in money to do research to get certain results to sell a product they're doing the same thing in archaeology right they get grants from different companies or grants from universities to have certain findings and then when other information comes out because people have already given those interests their results and the money for the results has already been spent they're less likely to accept a new piece of information that changes what um has already been decided so yeah, that, that's like a big big issue yeah because if they if they if you if they change what you got your grant from and what you got your grant to do all of a sudden they realize is is not as bullshit 
not bullshit's not the right word, but they realize that it's you know not kind of not valid that they're finding stuff that's that makes that kind of obsolete. Yeah, hundred percent. Then they're not going to want to pay you anymore. And yeah, maybe and maybe you're not going to get all those science ring rats. <laughs> yeah, is that what they're called? <laughs> all that, all that pussy you get all the time. I believe they're called beaker bunnies. Beaker bunnies. <laughs> uh, no more beaker bunnies for you, pal. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's definitely an issue, um, especially when you're talking about archaeology, right? Because when you have to decide how old something is, it's mostly through um, carbon dating, right? There's an isotope of carbon that's radioactive based on the half-life of carbon and how much energy that it emits. They can get a rough estimate on the date. You can only do that with organic matter, right? Organic matter is matter with carbon in it. So if they find an ancient wall of some sort, right? For Say they're looking for Atlantis. They find this structure that they think that could be Atlantis, and they want to put it into a certain time frame. You can only do that with growth that's inside of of the but they, stone but they or do it with stone. They do it with stone, and they, they record. It's it's not with stone. It's with stuff that's been found in the stone, right? Because there's no carbon necessarily inside stone unless it was with some sort of like binding agent or they had like a piece of cloth that they found smashed between two different stones you know so it's it's like it's like a uh like a sidestep way of of dating which is why it can be so wildly inaccurate okay so i'm i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you what a lot of the conspiracy dudes say and i'm not talking about the ones that are very popular that people know about. I'm not talking about Alex Jones. I'm not talking about any of those douches. I'm talking about people that are kind of a little dorky, um, that are honest people, um, that are, you know, do a lot of research and do a lot of um, posting and a lot of content. And they, some of them may make a living on it. Absolutely. Are they, do they have landing pads for helicopters at their house? No. Right. <laughs> um, they can scrape by. They're probably scraping by. Maybe they have a trust fund. I don't know their business. But all I know is when I see different people that don't know each other telling me the same exact thing, it interests me a little bit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're not asking me for money. They don't want to come over. They don't want to know me. They're just saying, hey, man, this is kind of weird. And this is what we're finding. They're not upset. They're not looking to get mad at anybody. They're just pleading, in a way, for people to listen to them and take a look at this information. Oh, yeah. And when you look at, like, everything before 1850, there's really, you know, there's really not a lot of stuff. There's not one, there's not you would probably think that there's all kinds of books and all kinds of this. There's really not. There's not a lot of stuff. When you look at the structures that were built, you know, that we've built after that time and the structures that were built before that time, they're so different. 
They're so different. I mean, they're different. And this is what people say. Well, it would toss too much money to make that now. What? Right, and, because they're, they're talking about using, like, cheap labor or slave labor to make those giant things. Yeah, but, but, but I'm saying, like, I'm not even talking about the pyramids. I'm talking about, and when you look at the amount of structures that were in your neighborhood that got ripped down for no reason. I mean, ripped down. The only things, the only, like, big, huge, like, structures and big, huge, beautiful buildings that are still left up are the ones that they couldn't rip down because people protected is so what what's the exact uh reason that they're saying that happened there's and this is the thing is they're saying that <laughs> some of them talk about giants okay they talk about, they talk about giants they say when you see all these big structures you see the doorways in them they're these huge doorways a lot of these structures are buried like the bottom floor is buried you see huge doorways huge windows that are buried so they're saying that there was some kind of event the, the, the a lot of these guys they call themselves mud flooders the mud flood have you heard of the mud flood i have not okay so Does it have to do with the younger dryas impact the what there's uh, like a meteor impact that a lot of these uh, archaeologists talk about the younger dryas impact Oh, that's the one that the, that the dead extinct the dinosaurs. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I don't know if it's the one for the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Honestly, I, I barely know about it. Okay. I just know so, the word. I wanted to sound smart for you. No, it's cool. No, what? They, so, what, <laughs> so what they say is, that if you look at like a lot, there's a lot of pictures with a lot of orphans. There's like from like in the 1800s, there was like a lot of orphans, and they say if you trace your 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 lineage back, it only goes back. To like that era, and it's very, it's very interesting stuff, dude. I really, to tell you the truth, I haven't like, like, like research, research it. Like, I haven't gone and gone to like libraries in other states and stuff like that. I've just watched this stuff on YouTube. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you say, oh, but that's, but I mean, I watched it and I watched all of it and I watched other people's. Now they could all be crackpots. They could all be crackpots, but when you talk about, they're talking about the history that we were taught in school, and they're ripping it apart, dude. And now oh, everyone's yeah. ripping it apart. See, that's what I think is one of the best outcomes of the internet, is the decentralization of all this information. With YouTube, right, people can argue that, oh, you didn't do your research, you just watched YouTube videos. But the amount of videos that are out there that you can compare and contrast information from, you can find the sources that they did. Isn't that research? Do your own research. 100% it's research. I, I use YouTube all of the time to cross-examine some of the other stuff that I've learned and um, you know confirm a lot of the other pieces of information that I may have like gotten fuzzy on some of the details. It's... It's a useful, useful piece of information. And then, you know, with podcasts like this and other stuff, you're bringing just raw information to somebody that if they want to, they can go ahead and do their own research to see if you're right or wrong. Well, but there's no there's no um, censorship. So you have the ability oh, to well, put the, an idea and, out there. And that's the thing, too. So, so, okay, so let's talk about this. 
And this is what happened. This is this honestly one of the things that really uh, sparked my interest in all these conspiracy things because I used to watch conspiracy stuff a long time ago. And then a few years ago, I started, you know, I did a podcast with Dave Namry. That's what started this one. Um, I did one on his and we started talking about conspiracy stuff. And then I did one, I did one of my own. So once I started actually doing the podcast, I started watching some of the stuff. And what I realized is that YouTube deleted a lot of stuff. YouTube is going away from conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah, it's all about debunkings. If you put Flat Earth in on their searching, it's all debunkings. You can't find any of the Flat Earth people. If you put any of that stuff, YouTube is moving away from all that stuff. And I'm just like, but there's those people have millions of subscribers, some of them. Hundreds of thousands, at least. Yeah. So... I just, it's, there's a lot of interesting stuff to think about. Um, but when you, when people set, tell me like, oh, you just watch YouTube. And I'm like, well, what have you watched? What have you Yeah, read? that that's a very good point that people don't even do enough research to even have an argument why you shouldn't believe that. It's just as bad as bringing up a conspiracy theory without having any research. Yeah, no, dude. You, well, oh, you were you you believe in the Civil War because you were taught about it in school. <laughs> you haven't looked at. I'm not saying I don't believe in the Civil War. I'm just saying. But okay. I'm not, I'm not, I was going to say. I no, think, uh, no, I think no, it's time for me to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying is, if how much do you really know about it? I know what they taught right. me in school, but I'm not a Civil War enthusiast. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Um, so it's like. I couldn't really talk to you about the Civil War. I don't watch YouTube videos about it. You know what I'm saying? But people, like, they, they, they just take everything they were told and they'll, like, if, if somebody said to me, if somebody came to me with all these arguments, well, we'll stay on this topic. If somebody came to me with all these arguments about the Civil War being fake, like, oh, this and that, and they had all these arguments, I would just go do some research and be like, no, dude, look, see? We have this and this and this and this and this. I wouldn't get pissed yeah. at all about it. So, I don't know. Um, but I'm just saying is is that nobody, nobody, hardly anybody does any kind of research, reading, or learning about history. They just don't. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think it's, you know, about learning, I always say that you have to have time and passion and you can learn anything. If someone doesn't have the time to do the research or if someone just doesn't have the passion for history and they are still wanting to put their two cents in for an argument, that just doesn't, you know, resonate with me. I want to make sure that I have a lot of my facts correct and before I say anything. I can have an initial opinion and, you know, discuss my either acceptance or denial of whatever someone's argument is, but for me personally, I'd have to go do my own research, and then if I'm wrong, I'll find that person and be like, "Sorry, I I was wrong. You were right." So, yeah, and you use the word passion, okay? Now, now I'll tell you what that word right now is a strange word. Yeah, yeah. It's a people strange are passionate word. about a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> I don't even know what people. You know what they're passionate about? Money. They're passionate about ordering takeout food. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's one of the reasons that I got back into comedy after the pandemic. I was like just living life day to day, not doing shit, and I was just like, I need to do, I need to have fun again. And you know, comedy is something I'm extremely passionate about, obviously. 
and uh, I was just like, I can't live my life without passion in it anymore. And ever since I quit my job and started just doing comedy, like I've been the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot you quit your job for comedy. Let's clap that out. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still eating, right? You still have food and stuff? <laughs> yep. I'm eating, you know, a half meal a day. Uh, you know, I fill up my car, do $5 on the tank. And uh, yeah, I'm living life, man. Next time I see you, dude, I'm giving you two ramen noodle pack, ramen noodle packs. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'll be eating for weeks like a king. <laughs> I'm in Hoboken eating ramen. I'm Chris Cafaro. Hey. <laughs> oh man. So, <sighs> and this is what's really hard, Chris. Okay, this is what's hard for you and your butt buddies. Um, How did you know about them? You and your science butt buddies. Um, <laughs> is that a lot of the stuff is wrapped up in religion? Yeah, the dogma of science, 100%. A lot of the dudes, like your butt buddy Copernicus, right? Your, your fucking pal? Honestly, I never met him, but I heard good things. <laughs> they were all, like, entangled with the church. But you could say they didn't want to get hung either. Exactly. So, perfect parallel, and I hate that I keep bringing this up, but I think it's one of the most important things that's happened to us in the last century, basically, all the COVID stuff. It directly parallels all the stuff that early scientists had with the church. You have people like uh, Martin Luther, and that's not Martin Luther King. Uh, Martin, Martin Luther. Luther. Yep. He came out against the church um, in favor of, um, you know, science and He's got some great quotes. He's got some great quotes, Martin Luther. Of course. Of course. I have a dream. And, uh, you know. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about Martin Luther. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know. I was going to um, say, you trying to confuse people, douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I confuse them all, and then I just, you know, leave the conversation worse for wear. <laughs> it's real fun. You should try it sometime. I'd rather people people like just be confused and not think it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You'll exactly. figure it out on your ride home, douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to get back on topic, it's like you just replace the church with organizations that are handing out research grants, right? Like when I worked on the vaccines, I, I was a part of a large research grant hire. And you're basically saying, okay, we're giving you this money. Find... <laughs> the information that's going to confirm what we already what we think we already know and when i started to see that pattern i was like fuck this i, I can't i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> so all right so one of the biggest problems is is that copernicus was around 500 years ago so mm -hmm. to really like understand what was really going on then you know is so hard you know, right. because the person telling you that he was persecuted by the by the, 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 the church is somebody who doesn't like the church. And the person that's saying that um, he did this because he was doing it for the church is a church person. So it's it gets it, it comes down to politics like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Sure. So where is the truth? Are you asking me? <laughs> I'm saying is, when do we get the truth? Do you think, do you actually think that science actually gets a good amount of truth? I mean, like, what do you think? 
But so like, like, really, like when you talk to when you talk to a real scientist, it's all it's all theories, dude. They don't know that much. So I think that there are a lot of practical applications for science. I mean, if you look at different. Um, you know, developments in mathematics and physics and all, you know, chemistry physics, and that Physics is the one, like, like, um, the theoretical figure physics, dude. You're telling yeah, me that's not bullshit? Come on, dude. So, so, theoretical physics, right, is just trying to advance, you know, actual practical physics, right? Things that were theoretical now with nuclear technology, or, I'm sorry, practical now with nuclear technology were theoretical before let's say world war ii uh, i don't know when the actual research started but and nobody cares people. and that's why you don't have to know that's right. why you don't have to know that's why we don't use dates we don't use that shit yeah. on this podcast because nobody fucking cares go ahead keep going good so it was in the 1300s when that happened but anyway uh they're trying to think and push the boundaries of what the physical world contains Right. So in order to make uh, a more successful airplane or a more successful car, people have to start thinking about these things in the theoretical realm. Yes. Now you're opening yourself up for a lot more um, argument for a lot more, um, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) dissenting opinions from your peers. But if you don't have people who are willing to go against the grain and think about these things, you can't make the next great advancement that's going to make all of our lives easier, you know? Okay, let's see. There you go. Right there. What our lives easier? It's, you know, that's a very interesting statement you just made. I'm, I'm not trying to jump on what you're saying. I'm not, you know, that's not what no, we're doing. No, of course. But I'm saying is like, like that's one of the problems. Is it our lives are too easy already, pal? Is it though? I mean, do yes, you want to? Do you want to go out and hunt and forage for all of your food? Maybe that's what we're supposed to be fucking doing. Uh, yes, in in a certain aspect, we should be doing stuff like you think that. People should be doing as little as they're doing now. No, that's not what I'm saying. But <laughs> I think that people should be doing what they're truly passionate about. Right. Are you truly passionate about hunting and so foraging for your own food? So should we be teaching people to follow their passions and try to try to teach them to evolve into better people, or teaching them about something came from nothing? Because a negative this got charged by gravity. It's all gravity. It's all gravity. Everything's gravity, dude. But they don't even know what gravity is. So I think that people should know about that type of stuff to generally appreciate all the other stuff that they have although i talk negative about science a lot of time i'm truly happy that i have a decent scientific understanding of a lot about the world because it does make me appreciate where everything's come from and i try which doesn't always happen but i try not to take everything for granted but my thought on the advancement of technology is it frees up people to do what they're truly passionate about. And if it is something where they are truly passionate about hunting, which I know a lot of people are, I come from the woods, I know there's a shit ton of people who are passionate about that. It allows them to not have to worry about their shelter, to not have to worry about freezing in the wintertime to go ahead and truly um, go after their passions. I'll I'll say this right now. comedians, you know? I'm going to tell, I know what you say. I'm going to tell this to you and all your science buddies right now, okay? (laughs) Okay. You motherfuckers better hope 
You better hope that I don't get a hair up my ass and start researching more theoretical physics or whatever it is the what, what we're talking about. Um, yeah, theoretical physics. Theoretical physics, yeah. You guys better hope because the more I hear about it, the more I see about it. And, dude, I don't just watch the conspiracy sites. I watch your sites, too. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised what sites I watch. I bet they're a lot of the same no, ones. No, not yours. I'm saying in general, like the science sites. You're like kind of your figurehead for science right now. I'm sorry, pal. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take it because let, let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff that gets me very upset about science and where it's at. So. All right, so tell us one of those things. What are one of those things? Well, uh, you know, I keep talking about COVID just because, like, that is the biggest problem that we've had in the last century. I mean, the the lies and, and deceit that not only the government has been telling everybody, but the way that the scientists who basically are were in the good favors of everyone, the ones who are taking the money from the pharmaceutical companies, they just went along with it, and now all of this stuff's coming out where... What did you just Vaccine say? What did injuries you just say? are very high. They just what? They just what did they do? They just basically went with whatever narrative was decided. Yeah, by. baby. Yeah. No, yeah. I. Anthony, I'm telling you, I'm you right it, along buddy. there you with you. You did man. it. You but did it. That's, so when do they stop doing that, buddy? You have when did you to research have, space? Have what do you, you know about space? Have you sent a rocket up? Have you no, sent which is a why fucking I don't pretend up? to know about space. I don't pretend to know about have space. Have you sent a balloon up to take a picture of the fucking Earth? No, I have not. So how do you know that those dudes aren't just doing what the COVID dudes did? So there is part of me that's skeptical. However, you have to figure out where's the motivation for these people to lie to me from. And do I have enough trust in them to... Trust what they're basically saying. Same motivation. Same motivation. They want to control everything. They want to keep us in their place. They have their own agenda. I'm not saying that that's not true. I just don't know enough about the space argument to argue that. I don't. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, so the thing is, I just know bullshit when I hear it, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you look at the space station, uh, the thing is, man, is I know you're a busy guy. I know you got, you know, your girlfriend, you got your Hoboken life, you got all your young friends you want to hang out with. I don't want to be like, hey, Chris, do some research in the space station. But I mean, if you're somebody that really wants to fight for space, like really wants to like say, we went to the moon, we have a space station, all that stuff, take a look at it. Yeah. Take a look at the, the, the footage from the 70s. If you tell me, if you look at the NASA footage from the 70s and you tell me that that's real... Then hey man, you know I want some of your weed. That's what I'm saying. I well, we're we're stumbling upon one of my favorite conspiracies, and that Stanley Kubrick's the one who directed the moon landing footage. Yeah, you know I start to when I start to hear something too much everywhere, I start to think that that's you know why am I hearing that so much? You know you gotta I, believe in something. You can't you can't go off that. No, I do it. You you know what? No, I don't. I guess so, you're right. I don't have to believe in anything. <laughs> right? I believe that I just went to my car, I went to the supermarket, I put some hummus in my pocket and bought some water and got the fuck out of there. Okay. <laughs> ah, um, that was said for comedy value, that is just a joke. Um, <laughs> little disclaimer. But no, I mean, listen man, 
um, our reality, what they what they're doing is they want us to stay in a specific reality. You're born and you're you're taught you have to get the best job ever so you can get the most money so you can have the biggest house and all this other stuff and it's bullshit. You're against yeah. everybody your whole life. You're competing against everybody. Why? You know there's a conspiracy. One of the conspiracy theories, and when I tell people this, they go crazy. They're like, ah, ha, ha. They say that the reason why the royal families and shit, why they all marry their families and stuff, they say that the incest thing, like like if you married your first cousin and had a baby, that it would be, uh, 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 it would be like Down syndrome. They say that that's propaganda. They say that a lot of that is propaganda. That that's not the truth. That that people would marry their family so they would be in their family. Like maybe not your first cousin, but your second cousin, not your sister, not your brother. That's not right. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, so people would marry in their family. So then you're with your family. When you argue, is, it's not like fuck you. I'm leaving you. It's no. Let's talk to everyone about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that I this is an area that I do have some expertise on. That's that's not propaganda. That is true. With genetic uh, replication. There's a lot of misreadings and misprintings. Uh, there's there's not a. Uh, so you think if somebody marries their second cousin and has a baby, there's a good chance they're going to have a Down syndrome baby? I think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because. Um, when you have, like, too much of similar DNA in one sort of, like, I, I'll call it a breeding pool, the, the actual term for it's escaping me, but, um, when there's too much similar DNA, there tends to be genetic misprints, and what I mean by that is, when DNA is replicated, it's read through, um, different types of, like, for, for making the cells again, right, to create another human form, it's misread, and sometimes they'll forget a letter. You know the letters for the DNA, right? ACTG? I don't. Go ahead. So sometimes what will happen is they'll miss a letter, right? And then that code will code for something completely different, or they'll add an extra letter, or it'll just be the wrong letter, right? And each letter signifies um, a different type of uh, nucleic acid, which is then read to form uh, proteins, basically. Um, sometimes it doesn't matter if it's a misprint, right? Because it'll still code for the same thing. But other times it could be absolutely catastrophic. And that tends to happen more when you don't have genetic diversity uh, in a breeding scenario. Okay. Okay. Now, so, yeah, and they say like the royal family, they have a lot of um, uh, birth defects too. The I know uh, certain communities, we're not going to mention any names, um, but certain communities of like religious sex and stuff do a lot of inbreeding. They say they have a lot of, um, uh, they have a lot of uh, birth defects and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying is, um, you know, this country in general, we were like, like, uh, do you know about indentured servitude? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, back in the day, when, like before the United States, like in England, like you would like cross the street the wrong way and it'd be like, you're going to fucking prison or you can go to the new land and work your debt off. Right? They would. Yeah. Because, I mean, in, in a prison back then, 
you could go into prison and, and God knows <laughs> diseases and all this stuff. You, you maybe die in a month or whatever. I guess it was very, very bad. Like a London prison in, you know, the 1700s. <laughs> oh, yeah. The hygiene was just non-existent. <laughs> I'm not going to hang with the stinky people. Um, I'll go to America. So you had all these, a lot of these dudes... And a lot of them weren't people that just crossed the street the wrong way. They were criminals. Right. They were criminals that were trying to not go to jail, come here, and be servants. Be servants. So you had the indentured servants here. And, um, like, that's what they say. So a lot of us come from indentured servants. So we don't, we weren't here with families. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And that's what I'm talking about is when you talk about America. And I love this country, dude. I love the people here. I'm just trying to understand why I feel so empty sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I've had conversations with a lot of people too. And I, I kind of agree with what you're saying that like the, the, the destruction of the family unit is definitely kind of something that's really hurting us right now. Um, and <laughs> I the think very that, beginning. Yeah. And I think that that might that is intentional. Um, I don't think the genetic uh, like issue is is what's causing it, but um, for sure, I, I think that's a big problem. And, so I think uh, that they they so what the plan is for for they don't want you to 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 be with people that are close to you. They want you to like ha I don't it's it's. It's, well, it's divide and conquer. It's divide and conquer. The yes. more individual you make, make someone the easier it is to control them. Absolutely. That's why we have smart science people on here, folks. That's right. That's right. We have young smart science people that live in Hoboken. Well, the, the irony of that is, is after this uh, conversation, my science career is officially over. <laughs> but you know so. what? It's not. Nobody cares what I say. No, I know. Exactly. Nobody cares um, what I say, dude, because you know what? I don't even care what I say that much. Oh, yeah. Because I'm not saying anything bad. I'm not hating anybody. I'm just asking some yeah. questions. Yeah, I didn't yeah, marry listen. my cousin. End of the <laughs> Are you sure? I didn't say anybody should marry their cousin. I'm just saying it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I think, uh, I think Aida Biscuit is definitely your cousin. She's my sister, bitch. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't wait for the next show. Oh, my God. Uh, she'll definitely be appearing at the Rhino Comedy Contest. You should come to that sometime. Um, well, because what day if, you, is it? if you win, they give you a spot there. It's the nice. first Friday of every month, and they do two mics on a, on a Thursday. It's a good way to get two mics. You're going to be hanging out all night, though. Yeah, that's a, that's the other issue. Is uh, I'm moving from Hoboken, so I'm going to be further away from that. Where Where are you moving to? Long Valley. Where the hell is it's that? In, it's in Morris County, in Jersey. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, it's in the middle of the, nowhere. Oh, you're going to be by the dojo then. Yeah, definitely closer to the dojo. I love the dojo. I go there every Monday. Yeah, I know you do, you douchebag. You don't come to my mic anymore. So, for <laughs> me, it's easier to do that, and then I go to uh, Ambassador. Have you been up there yet? Is that Arnold's mic? Yeah, you got to go. It's a lot of yeah. fun. It's my Honestly, favorite mic. I know. I'm with you. I just don't, I don't really like, I don't really like Arnold. Yeah, he's a bit much. Yeah, he's, he's you know, it's just, I love Arnold. <laughs> no, it's just, but yeah, he can whatever, be a bit it much is sometimes. what it is. He's a kid, dude. 
he's a kid, but you know, a lot of times it's who you surround yourself with or whatever. I might go there. I know he gives everybody a rollie. Um, I if I was him, I'd give people a rollie too. Um, yeah, you know. Well, you know, the what? thing I love about it, and this kind of extends to Arnold in general, is the mic is run very well. And although there's a ton of people there and they have, you know, crowds come a lot, he does a good job of making sure that he manages, like, side talk and stuff like that. God bless um, him. God bless him and uh, Rafi. I, I wish them well. Good for them. Yeah. You know, good for them. Um, and that's the thing, dude, is, like, you can't have beef with people. You right, exactly. You can't do it. It's just, it's, it's useless. And what does it get you? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But it's so hard for me to be nice to people that are not nice to me. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. I'm, I understand that part of it. I'm big on respect. And when people yeah. disrespect me, it's so hard for me, man. It's sure. so hard for me. But I'm learning, Chris, is that a lot of times they don't even know they're disrespecting you. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. I think a lot of people are socially unaware sometimes. And, you know, I, I make jokes all the time that come off wrong. And then people think that I'm just an asshole. No, it's like, no, no I took a no, chance. Stop. No, it's it's I, different. You know what I'm saying. Like, you know, the lingo. Like, I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to. I'm not going to character assassinate anybody. But, you know, it is what it is, dude. And yeah. um, I, I might stop by that mic tonight. After my mic, we'll see what's up. We'll see what's it's, up. It's fun, and let me tell you, I'll be nice to you. Uh, <laughs> are you crazy? I'm Anthony Quinn. Everyone's fucking nice to me, dude. I know. I'm just um, busting your balls. The thing is, it's just, it's, it's, now that I'm not drinking, it makes it easier. For sure, yeah. You know, because, like, I could go there, hang out, leave whenever I want. I could tell the cops to kiss my ass on the ride home, you know. Be like, officer, no, I haven't had anything to drink, but I am kind of feeling a little depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you almost want to get pulled over just to show them that you're not drunk. And you know what? Honestly, let's talk about this real quick. Um, sure. The workforce thing. The workforce thing. You think you're going to get pulled over? If, you're getting, if you get pulled over these days, you're a fucking idiot. Because between the COVID thing... And the, um, the, the, the the internet thing with cops yeah. and all that stuff, they're just not pulling you over. Look at my yeah. car. The only time I've gotten pulled over in the last uh, year was I was driving through, you know, Wachung? No. Oh, well, it's a town by uh, Long Valley. You got to get used to that area. It's a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> I was flying through Wachung because I was late for work and I had to take a piss. And... Uh, I get hit with the lights. Guy goes straight through the red light to get me. And uh, comes to the side of the car. And it's one of my best friends from high school. And he's like, oh, you asshole. Get out of here. He had no idea it was even me. He just was pulling me over. He's like, look at this guy. Yeah, because so, you, you were you were out of control. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they still have to do their job. Because if, if you're doing something crazy and they don't pull you over, then they're going to be like, they, they're on GPS. Oh yeah, for they sure. They know the the people know where the cops are at all times. You yeah, hundred percent. So it's like, but but even in like supermarkets and anything, like when you go around, like nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah, and I mean, you're saying that as I don't have a job right now, but I I totally understand it. <laughs> I'm with you too, dude. I don't either. I I I head off today. 
I have to go work. I have to. I'm, my work is picking up now, so I'm going to be working more. And my job's hard. I make decent money, but man, I'm a server, dude, and sometimes I'm the only one there. That sucks. That's that gonna, really sucks. That's going to be changing, I think, a little bit soon. But but in the, when it gets slow, it's slow all week. But all of a sudden, it gets busy. It's a whole restaurant. And I'm the only one there. Oh, in the front of the house. I'm not cooking, but um, so it's just in. It's very so. I'm getting older, dude, and this job is hard. It's physically demanding. <clears throat> when you're around people that don't want to work, guess what? You don't want to work either. Yeah, it's contagious. When you go to, dude, I went to Chipotle. I think we talked about this last time. I went to Chipotle the other day, and man, this chick was so miserable, dude. I almost tipped her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we, I think you did mention that last time. My God, and it's like I'm trying to think where I was the other. Oh, I went to Pizza Hut last night. I have no. I have, I have Is no everything right. okay? What? Is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know you were that depressed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have no license. I have no right to go to Pizza Hut. I am a hundred pounds <laughs> overweight, and I went at like ten o'clock at night too. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But uh. Anyway, you know what happens is I get this thing. Well, we'll talk about that on the other podcast. But when I got, I, I first I called because I wasn't sure about something the way they had it worded on the website, and I called, and the chick didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It was like a simple thing. Is there sauce on this? And she was like, "Uh, let me check." Like, you know, if somebody asked me like, "Hey, is there sauce on this for my work?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I serve a million of them." I see also, them all the time. I know there's sauce on them. Also, if you're at Pizza Hut, most likely it has sauce on it. Just say yes. It actually didn't, though. It actually. Didn't. Oh well, <laughs> shame on me. I've never worked at Pizza Hut. So, I guess you're yeah. not ready for Pizza Hut. <laughs> no, no, I gotta, I gotta really step it up. I guess you better, you better cross them off your fucking prospects. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. where do we go from now? So, all right. So, what does this mean for science? Do you think? What does this workforce um, thing mean for science? Do you think it's going to have an impact? 100%. So, I mean, at my last job, uh, hiring a lot of people directly out of college now um, because they're obviously cheaper. It's a lot of contracted work, uh, so you don't have to give people benefits and stuff like that, um, which leads to disincentivized workers. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times, if you have good talent, you're not necessarily going to be able to keep them because they'll either decide that they don't want to... Um, they don't want to work for this company and this project and they have another contracted job because it's very easy to go in and out of contracted jobs or they'll find a company who actually wants to hire them as a full-time worker. Or, and just like with just like with anything, right? Like especially with science, right? You want people that love what they do. Mm -hmm. You want people, yeah. but if, if you're standing between them, if, if they think you're shitting on them, then they're, they're not going to love what they do. Yep. And it, it goes back to what we were talking about before, where the money's coming from, the different types of um, like bureaucratic nightmares that you have in the sciences. Take my personal example, right? I, you know, I'm going to say I was a good scientist. I don't care what you say, Anthony Quinn. I was a good scientist. Okay? Go fuck but, yourself. <laughs> but because of all these issues that I had with, with the industry as a whole, I don't know if I ever want to go back into that type of industry. 
industry. So maybe not me, but someone who's going to create the next big leap in science. If you have all these hoops that they have to jump through, it might not, it might not ever happen. And then you're losing out on potential opportunities to solve the world's problems. Yeah, and then who are you left with? Exactly. And that's you're left where with the we're people at who right can now. deal with that type of stuff. And that's what we're at right now. We're dealing with who we're left with. Yeah, it's scary. It really is. It's very scary, but you know what? In a, in a way, it's not because everything's moving on. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting time we live in. There's like so much to talk about with these types of things. Um, but, you know, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a positive way to end it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, and that's the thing is, like, you know, it's not that I want to be, I want to be negative, and I'm not negative, but it's, it's so easy to say fuck it now. Yeah. This is the it's, United States of is what it is, fuck it. It's very hard to stay positive, but I think a lot of times when um, an opportunity arises to be positive about something, people just really have to go all in on it. I mean, when I, again, stopped my job and started doing comedy, getting so excited about all... All right, shut up. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just get very excited about, you know, listening to new ideas and, and, and collaborating with people, getting, you know, just enjoyment out of life, you know? It's not all doom and gloom. It, you have to have those little moments that you can celebrate <laughs> in life. Otherwise, you're going to be a miserable person. Well, I think that's a lot of the reason why people started the unions, right? Um, to, like, you know, make people make people feel like they were getting something, you know, like a... a, a a pension and all this kind of stuff, fair labor and all this stuff, but then... Yeah, know, they have their own issues. Then they have their own issues because it's all about corruption and stuff like that. So it's... it's Nobody said it's easy, man. Nobody said it's easy, but but it's... Um, it's a, so the reason why we're talking about this is because we were talking about science. We're talking about um, basically um, what this all is about is fake news. Fake news... Fake history, fake information, right? Like your dudes, what you were dealing with in the lab was fake information. So I would just clarify it like this. It's not necessarily fake information. What it is is a manipulation of information, right? Okay. So you can you can have um, the, the I, 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 so I apologize so much for keep bringing up COVID, no, but it's no, just it's such okay. a great example of everything that's going on right now. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's, go ahead. But take the, um, the hospitalizations and the death rates of COVID, right? People were going in for lung infections that were caused by COVID, right? And then people were going in with broken arms. When they intake them, they had COVID, so they count that as a hospitalization yes. for COVID. Yes, yes, so You can do that with any example in the sciences. So you just need moral scientists who understand the information and try to separate some of the bias. It's impossible to separate all the bias, but separate as much bias as possible from the actual research, and that's how you can, you can get it done. Easier said than done, obviously, but most things in life are. And now, the, to find people that want to separate it. That's also true, because money is the biggest incentive, and people will give up a lot for, for the money. And when you have people that are scientists, that are smart people, 
that are, like you said, trying to advance our world, trying to advance technology, health stuff, all this stuff. When you have them saying fuck it, where are we? And let me tell you, these these scientists are not used to getting treated like the pretty girl at a party, okay? When these pharmaceutical companies come with all their money, that's exactly how they feel. So you can't expect these guys who are losers for their entire lives not to accept some of those gifts. <laughs> and, you know, and that's another thing. It's like, you know, uh, why are, 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 are scientists, why, why do people... Oh, growing up, oh, oh, you read too many books, you're a bookworm. What the fuck is up with that? Why are no, scientists geeks? Why are you a bookworm? No, dude. No, that's all part of it. That's part of how we were conditioned to be. I, I See, I disagree with not being a bookworm. I think that people who get their information, whether it's from books or like we said for YouTube, you just have to you just have to have both sides of the story before you can make up your mind. No, I'm saying like people were called bookworms. Pe- oh, like, I see what you're saying. Like the stigma. The stigma that comes along with being a scientist. You said like these guys were losers, they're whole they weren't. Exactly. They were just some dude that you know so why is that? Why is it that this like um uh this we were we were taught we were literally conditioned. Oh, you're a nerd. Yeah. Oh, oh you I like think, you like books. You're a nerd. There's a lot of human nature stuff in that too. You know, like alpha <laughs> male culture and stuff like that. That's not something that was man-made. I mean, you can see that all over in the animal world. I think it's just a natural way of being. Okay. Is it unfortunate? Yeah, but I think it's natural. Okay, that's interesting. All right, so we're going to wrap up in a minute. So just ask, uh, let me ask you about this. Sure. Let me ask you about the, are you having fun? Of course, man. This is awesome. It's very rare that I have someone who is willing to listen to me rant about the sciences. So this is great. No, 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 dude. I I want to hear it all, dude. I want to hear it all because then it makes me understand more. And I'm yeah. receptive to everything you're saying. Receptive yeah, man, that's why I appreciate you. Saying. All right, relax now. <laughs> <laughs> So, I had to throw one gay thing in there. So it's the it's the tech it's the technology though. Now, doesn't it seem weird to you? I th- we might have even touched on this on the last episode, but I want to touch on it again. But sure. when you really think about it, when you really think about, it, they say that we like came out of caves like hundreds of thousands of years ago or something, right? That we were like we were like um, these uh, 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 monkey things, right? The 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 what do they call them? The What's the proper term? For monkeys? For like, no, for like what we evolved from. Herm- uh, Neanderthals. Hermopod, uh, what did they call it? There's some term for it. I Australopithecus? I don't know. This so, so, some, whatever. It is what it, and I'll tell you, when I went to Museum of Natural History, it's very interesting. They have that whole thing. But, okay. All right. But we evolved all that time, right? And then in the past hundred years or so, Technology has just exploded. Yeah. Why is so, that? There's a whole litany of theories on that, right? I mean, everything theories, exactly. from... Theories. Exactly. It's all theories, right? No one knows. Just like no one knows what happens when you die, right? No one knows before written history or, or, or spoken no, history. They, know, they should know from 100 years ago. They should know from 200 years ago. How come one day all of a sudden this stuff just started popping? Oh, you mean for the um, mass technology? Yeah. 
How come in the past hundred years we are doing all kinds? We have all this technology. Where did it come from? Uh, so I don't know exactly what would spark that, but if you look at something like Moore's Law, it's just that technology. I think doubles every eight months or something like that. Oh, really? So yeah. So there's an exponential increase right in technology so as you keep moving further down the timeline the time for innovation gets smaller and smaller where i think i heard something recently we're actually beating moore's law right now by five times so we're five times more um uh innovative if you will however they measure that i have no idea that's what i'm saying is is okay so but who's telling us that uh, I, I know. I'm just. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, that's interesting because I didn't know about Moore's law, and I, I, that's a good way to explain it. That technology doubles and doubles and doubles. But just how does it? You know, um, like in in a world where it doesn't seem like we're doing that well in a lot. How does tech? How does technology keep doubling so much? Is it AI? Well, is that what's doing it? Well, I think AI is definitely the biggest leap so far um that we've had up to this point in humanity i mean you can argue about um nuclear fission and stuff like that but um you know the computer sciences and uh genetic engineering are basically the two branches of the tree that are growing the fastest in my mind but if you look all the way back to when isaac newton basically developed calculus Right, he in some he won some award, whatever. Uh, in his acceptance speech, he said, "I stand on the shoulders of giants," meaning all the information that was ever there before him in his discovery of calculus, he utilized that and manipulated that in order to like develop calculus. With the internet, right? Not only do the smart scholars and the well-educated, you know, college university type people have access to all this information, but people that have the ability and not the means to do great things intellectually, they now have all the world's knowledge too. So when you open up all the knowledge to basically the entire population of the world, you're going to get innovation much faster and that's at least the way i see it i don't have the answer but that's like my best guess it's a great answer and this is what i'll say right now how do you feel about the singularity what tell me your how worried are you about the singularity thing you know what i'm talking about i, I don't know what you're talking about the singularity that, that like um the uh the that we're it's going to be like terminator ai is going to take over oh i see what you're saying um so it's hard for me. I go back and forth on it a lot. Um, it is very, very creepy, some of the stuff that they're doing with, like, ChatGPT and all of the, uh, you know, facial creation of celebrities and people's voices that are basically indistinguishable. Yeah. I think, like anything, you've got people who are going to use it for what it's intended. You have people who are going to use it for innovation, and then you have bad actors. Right. So I think what's going to happen is people will just evolve with the technology. And it's like the the Nigerian fishing, uh, you know, Nigerian prince needs your help type money shit. You know, <laughs> people, when they grow up with this, they'll outsmart it. I, I feel like, dude, you know how many Nigerian princes I've helped? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> those well, dudes, let me tell those dudes are in trouble, man. 
<laughs> you're you're about to get a, a lot more calls, maybe some FaceTimes from some Nigerian princes. Um, but it's like anything when you they got when big you grow, dicks, dude. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'll let you be the judge of that, though. When you when you grow up with this technology, your bullshit radar just becomes much better. So, as the people right now who are just um, being introduced to it. We might have a harder time to adjust to it than, let's say, the next generation. But I don't think that it's the end of the world. People are just going to learn to adapt to it. And, uh, you know, the next thing will scare everybody and we'll completely forget that AI ever scared us. Well, well, this is the thing. Okay, so if you lay out, this is what a lot of the conspiracy dudes do, okay? They lay out a very, like, predictable kind of scenario, right? Like, a lot of the conspiracy guys are like, see, COVID, I told you. But what they were saying was, yeah, there's going to be a world pandemic and they're, you know, um, the powers that be are going to use it to control us. Sure. They, they've been saying that for 20 years, but that's a very general thing to say that people have been saying forever. Yeah. Um, so they do that with the singularity, too. Like, they, 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 they lay it out and they say, look, see, oh, now you can do this and now you can do that and now you can do this. And if you have that laid out, it's easy to place things and make it look like it's really going to happen. You know, if, if, yeah. if it's a very general type thing. But I would say this. If you're one of those people that really think that we're going to be like Terminator and AI and all that stuff's going to happen, I'd be scared if I were you. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Because here's, the way the-, the way people give up their liberties now is so crazy to me. See, I, I have more of a positive out outlook on this because that was again i always talk about fucking COVID on this shit but that was one of my most like demoralizing facts about this is just how easy everyone gave up their liberties i don't think that people will do that again because they'll call bullshit on so much oh, they'll, more they'll do it again yeah they'll do it again. i i don't they'll think do it as to many not people be, to not be inconvenienced listen listen i think the people that are still wearing masks today are gone You'll never get those people back into normal society. But the people who... That's, that's good news. <laughs> yeah, right? But the people who got fooled, like me, I, I, I'll be honest, I got fooled by all this stuff. I was very in on all of the COVID stuff at the very beginning. The people who got fooled are not going to get fooled again for the next thing. And I think that with the decentralization of information right now between podcasts and YouTube, you're getting more and more people every single day who are seeing the hypocrisy and the bullshit. So it's going to be so much harder to propagandize people so, coming let me, up. Let me just ask you a quick question. And I'm sorry to ask you a personal question. Sure, go uh, for it. I hope I'm not like, you know, um, uh, how many vaccines did you get? I got uh, the two doses of like the 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 true vaccine, right? So I got which one did I get? I got the Moderna. The first and I got one. both doses of that. Okay, so you just I got was one. absolutely against it, but I was going to lose my job if I didn't get it. Yeah. Okay. So Anthony Quinn took a vaccine too. Okay. Yeah. I took the J and J one. Okay. Because it was weird to me how everybody was turning heel on. And I was like, oh, they're trying to get rid of this one, and it's only one. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get that one. Yeah. And that, that one just had the most immediate side effects um, that at least they were willing to talk about with um, the blood clotting. Uh, I'm not really sure why, because I think they brought it back to the market after taking it off for a while. 
I'm not sure why they did that, but um, yeah, that one just had the most immediate side effects. But well, that's the thing is, if I'm not believing them about one thing, I'm not believing them about anything. Sure. So that's what I'm saying. I really don't believe. Um, if I'm if I'm like if I have a bad cut and I have to go to the hospital, I go to the hospital and they stitch it up and I believe them. Yeah, you felt it. But um, but like other than that, I'm just not sure what I believe. There's too many hands in it. There's too much, like you said, like we were talking about. But it got to the point where I went to the com- a comedy club and I was turned down to do a set in the city. Yeah. And I was like, you're doing all this stuff. You're going through all this pr- trouble. And all the comics I knew were getting vaccinated. And I was just like, you know what? And my girl, her family was giving me so much hassle that I was like, you know what? I'm getting vaccinated. And you know what that did? It shut everybody up. It shut everybody up. And it even shut up some like QAnon people that I was talking to. Because it was like I was one of them because I wasn't vaccinated. And then not just old friends of mine that I talked to, you know, like weed related people. (laughs) Let's make that that clear. I wasn't at a rally, okay? Um, (laughs) They're not in QAnon. I just call them that. Anybody, anybody who t- says certain things, I call them QAnon people because it's the same type of thing. If you if you say Trump more than three times in a conversation with me, you're a QAnon person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump. <laughs> Welcome to QAnon, pal. Um, so, uh, so this is what I want to ask you. So, are you how has you think the vaccine has affected you in any way? Do you think it did anything to you? Undetermined. I'm very nervous about it. Um, you are okay, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not Geraldo Rivera or anything. I'm not trying to exploit your pain or anything. It's no, just of course something not. I got back. If I if I didn't get vaccinated, I probably wouldn't be a- 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 asking you this question. So, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I'm very I'm very nervous about it. Um, anything like this is unproven medication, right? Uh, when I worked uh, for the pharmaceutical company developing uh one of the vaccines and i won't say which one because i don't know i don't know i don't know absolutely you don't have to <laughs> i don't say know which who's one. listening no we don't um, even have to say which one that's what yeah. i'm saying that this isn't that kind of podcast yeah they know who they are yeah we um, don't have to say which one you know <laughs> but they had this giant mural right on the wall it's a big company it had a giant mural on the wall that um went over the development of vaccines and the entire thing was timelined, and at the very end, it said that the final product that's ready to release, be to release to the public takes 12 years to develop. Now, the vaccine started coming out, I think, less than a year. It was less than a year to its development. And they talk about the, the new technology and stuff like that. But the people who are developing this new mRNA technology, right, would all go on all the podcasts after a while and were denouncing it and people tried to smear them and stuff like that but that's when you do your independent research right yeah so you decide who you're going to believe and now with all the adverse effects that are happening with different vaccine injuries and people have now kind of lost the stigma to talk out about them you just hear more and more about it every single day it gets really scary my experience when i got my second dose relatively healthy i was healthier back then half you know before everything really happened with the pandemic uh, i went mountain bike riding love mountain bike riding and i got 
maybe 15 minutes into my ride and I thought I was having a heart attack like it really scared me now I don't know whether or not that had anything to do with the vaccine but it's very weird that I got it and then you know I've never had that experience in my life have you been mountain biking since huh have you been mountain biking since uh yeah one other time and it was hard but I was also not in as good of shape as I was then so I can't, I can't uh, outwardly say that it had something to do with the you vaccine. Know, and our minds are so powerful too. Oh you yeah, know? like it's it's such a hard thing to say. Um, anybody who dies, like you know, uh, under sixty now or under seventy, they're like it was the vaccine, and and it's so. I don't talk about this stuff a lot because I don't want to like disrespect people that have lost people. You know, um, and it's such a heavy thing, you know, but honestly, I'll tell you the truth. I have this thing. I have a, a slight seizure disorder where I have seizures sometimes and I was taking this terrible medication called Keppra. Okay. And I, I think it messed with this, my senses a little bit. Like I smell weird. I smell sour smells sometimes. Sure. Um, and sometimes I'm not sure if it wasn't the vaccine. It could be. I mean, listen, your taste and smell change all the time. And I know that, like, COVID had that type of effect on yeah. people. Yeah. Basically, the vaccine is giving you the spike protein for the COVID. Or depending upon which vaccine that you had, it'll make your body make those spike proteins. So, I don't know. It could it could possibly and, be a and reason. Did you, have, did you ever have a form of COVID? After I got vaccinated. Yeah, me too. I got mm-hmm. the Omicron thing, right? That's yep. the one you got, right? Yeah, I was completely fine until um, I got vaccinated. Then, like, I think a month later, I uh, I got COVID for the first time. Yeah, so it's 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 a very crazy thing. I did lose my my taste during that time, and I'm not. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure that since I've got that Omicron thing, I'm not sure. I, I think my smell was jacked up before that. I'm just not sure. But my memories my memory's going too, probably because I'm old. <laughs> but um, I don't know. So so. It's just such a hard thing, man. Because what are you supposed to do? You were going to lose your job. I was going to lose, you know. I had everybody hammering down on me. Yeah. And it, it really just goes to show, like, and I, I blame the government for all of this type of stuff. It goes to show how good propaganda can be. It turned families against each other. Oh, dude, I used to see commercials for it. Like 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 highly produced commercials. You know how much that commercial would be would cost to make? Yeah, millions. I mean, like really. I was in video production for twenty years, dude, and it would just be a commercial for the vaccine, like not a thirty second one, a minute one. Usually, commercials are either thirty seconds or a minute, and they would have minute ones. They would have minute ones, and it was just crazy, man. Crazy, yeah. and it's like all of a sudden you care about me. You fed me garbage my whole life you sold me on the food pyramid i grew up on the food pyramid pal yeah talk about shit science i mean the the, i remember in school being taught that the food pyramid dude now you're telling me just like christopher columbus right you're telling me the people that were pushing the food pyramid didn't know it was bad yeah, I mean, especially if you look at like how people are eating now, most people don't eat a lot of bread and grains, and like that was the base of the food pyramid. But you're telling me they didn't know? Smart people like you, scientists? 
I wasn't a scientist back then. I can't I can't defend those guys. I don't know how that was. <laughs> what I'm saying is is dude, come on. They fucking knew. I I think somehow. I mean the the sugar industry, that's why the there was that big um push to stop fats. Uh, everyone was saying that fats were causing all the yeah. heart disease and stuff like that, but all the studies were funded by the sugar industry. A, a, a huge amount of the stuff that we were told about health, about our health, about things we should do, is is propaganda. One hundred percent is propaganda, 100%. and it's crazy, man. You start to think, and then it, it goes into the global, like the global elite world uh, Illuminati thing. It starts to think like. Why why would they want to corrupt all the world seed? Why would they want to make all this genetically modified stuff that has no nutrition? I don't, yeah. I don't it's I'm sorry if we're getting too heavy, buddy. No, it it I it it's something that I'm also like pretty passionate about because a lot of the stuff I don't really even see is like conspiracies. It's kind of blatant to a certain degree. And uh, it is very upsetting, especially, like I said, coming from my background. Um, you're just hopeless to the machine. I, I didn't have as big of a, uh, an impact as someone like um, whatever the guy's name was that he went on to, uh, like Rogan and stuff like that. But um, McCullough, Peter McCullough, I believe his name was. He was one of the developers of the mRNA vaccines. But... It just takes people to start talking out about it in these decentralized ways. Otherwise, we'll never get any okay. any anything done. All right, so what so, you just said, we're going to wrap up in a minute, but what you just said was very interesting to me. Oh, I lost it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but you said, you said, yeah, yeah. You said, you said, um, no, um, but, you know, I never thought of that as a conspiracy because that's the thing. Mm. Of course it's a conspiracy. Of course. The FDA? You don't think they have conspired? The yeah, FDA? when you when you actually when you actually use the term in the way it should be used, yeah, it is a conspiracy. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm more saying that it's just blatant truth that they're doing this type of stuff. And it's just and, disgusting. And that's, and that's what they've done too. Is they've yeah. taken the? That's why conspiracies got so big. People are so stupid, yeah. right? When when you start, why would if they were if the Illuminati was behind all this stuff, they would just go kill that guy. Yeah, some guy with millions of subscribers that's telling them about. They probably love it. They're probably like, oh yeah, they're talking about the Rothschilds again. Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the red herring of the entire world corruption. Because maybe the Rothschilds have something to do with it. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's, of course it's a conspiracy. Of course corporations are conspiring against us. Right now. Right now. If you sat in a meeting, you should see these, um, I work in the hotel where I see all these people that travel all the time. They're like these muckety mucks. You know, a lot of them are muckety mucks. Really, Richard, we have Ferrari. I had a, there's a Ferrari Testarossa the other day parked next to me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Somebody had a Ford Bronco the other day. Holy shit. Did you see oh, the I love Ford? those. You see the new Ford Broncos? Yeah, that's my, that's my car I want to get. Those things are sick. 
Holy, f I had an older Ford Bronco. I had like a, what was mine, an 84? It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. One of my Fuck favorite, OJ. One of my favorite cars I ever had. Yeah, yeah, one of my <laughs> favorite cars I ever had. Um, but, uh, uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? The muckety mucks. Oh, yeah, the muckety mucks. And I start to think, like, you, you, they're, they're, they're just... They're in their eyes, they're elite. You know what I'm saying? And they're elite, not like they're just doing their thing. They don't care. They're doing their thing. They're in meetings, and when they have these meetings, they don't think that they're conspiring. You know what I'm saying? They don't think right. that they're doing this, but they are. Yeah. And and most most of it, I believe, is for at a certain point, people at the lower levels trying to do some good, but the higher levels, it's very hard to uh, to justify how they're not like doing any of this on purpose. I think the lower levels know so little about the higher levels. I, I knew nothing when I was in the science. They they would take our research and information, and they would do what they wanted with, with the numbers and, and data that we generated. It was very rare that I even got to analyze that data. When I did analyze it, it would get checked by someone else, and I would never see it again. That's what I'm saying. The lower level, there's so many upper levels that when I hear these dudes talk about what they're talking about, and I hear about their lives... Their lives. <laughs> I hear about their lives. Um, yeah. But I hear about their lives and the stuff that they're doing. It's just interesting, man. Energy that comes off of them. I think that, um, um, and I hate to sound like a hippie, but I think that energy is so interesting, man. You know, I think that um, the energy we generate, our brain generates, energy that's everywhere, I think it's so interesting. You know, it's so interesting, and we're, we're not necessarily taught to pay, atten pay attention to it, but, like, when somebody says something to you, the energy, it's not just what they're saying, it's the energy of what they're saying. Yeah, you can definitely feel it. You feel it. It's contextual. You feel it. And I just, I just think that there's so much we should be investigating about that, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, all right, listen, we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much, dude. I hope I didn't scare you away from doing another one <laughs> no man i listen like i said before i appreciate someone letting me rant about the sciences uh you're obviously very passionate about this type of stuff so you know like-minded people it's, it's nice truth, to get on here i'm not though i'm really not i'm passionate about this podcast i'm passionate about doing podcasts but i'm yeah, not but you, you I'm not enjoy it though that's what that that's more what i'm saying about this conspiracy stuff because I, I, I i'm passionate about trying to understand what the truth is, right? You, you're you're passionate about asking questions. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's what I appreciate. But we get to a point. I get to a point where sometimes I don't even know what question to ask. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the biggest issue is that next leap of uh, logic. Because a lot of times you ask the wrong question, and people don't want to hear the answer. Yeah, they don't want people don't want their little lives uh, disrupted, Chris. <laughs> yeah, change change is very hard. My show's on tonight. My, <laughs> I'm going to the play bingo. All right. So, um, give them your information. Where can they find you? Plug your podcast. Do all that good stuff. 
Yeah, so it's uh, Chris Carfaro, basically everywhere. YouTube and Instagram was where I'm uh, most active. Uh, the Huge Movie Podcast, we put that out every week, uh, comparing two different movies from the IMDb Top 100 and seeing what actually should move on to be the greatest movie of all time. So very excited about continuing to do that. And uh, yeah, check Instagram for any of the comedy dates that I have. Awesome. You've been getting bookings? Yeah, I've actually been getting a lot more recently. Um, wow. Yeah, like I said, I've been I've been taking a little bit of a, a leap since I've been back, so I'm pretty happy about it. Good for you, man. Good for you, dude. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate um, it. Thank you so much for coming by. We're going to talk to you soon. All right, awesome. Thanks again, man. Appreciate Gulp. it. Gulp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Be good, man. Yeah, take care. Cheers. All right, Chris Carfaro. Yeah, dude. I mean... <sighs> I don't know, like, it, it's it's rare that I get a comedian that knows so much about science. So it's really cool to have him kind of, um, you know, and he's a very reasonable guy, very easygoing guy. I think he's, he's, I think it's so awesome in so many ways to have him talk about what he knows because he's credible to me. He's credible to me. And in this day and age, it's hard to find credible people, man. <laughs> Not as credible as me, right? All right, man. Cheers. This is uh, Quinspiracy. Um, I'm going to be looking to start a Patreon soon. I think I already have one, but I'm going to be looking to, to push it because I need more support. Um, once again, I'm Anthony Quinn. This is Quinspiracy. Cheers.